We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Kvetch, a Jcast Network podcast. For information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Look, I don't mean to kvetch. And in fact, I don't mean to kvell either. I think I really want to contemplate. Although contemplate doesn't start with K and the whole concept of the podcast is about the Ks, kvetch, kvetch and kvell, kvetch and kvell and contemplate. So please uh, forgive me for the, the, con- the, the switch from my normal mode. But I was thinking that I wanted to talk today about... Um, the length of High Holiday services. Uh, we just finished the High Holidays. Uh, you're getting this podcast on uh, the beginning of Simchas Torah, which is really finally the last of the many, many, many weeks of Jewish holidays, of uh, the fall holidays. Some people don't call Simchas Torah and Sukkot the High Holidays. They're just supplementary holidays. But anyway, it feels like holidays. Uh, I was in shul for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and I would say that my services lasted forever. Now, when I was in college, um, my freshman year in college, a non-Jewish guy who lived in my dorm came with me and a few others to high holiday services. Uh, His roommate asked him to come to high holiday services, and he said, sure, why not? Uh, And he sat there for a good couple hours. I went to the University of Michigan, go blue. Um, And then later in the year, one Saturday evening, I was working in the computer lab in the basement of my dorm. And he came to me and said, hey, Daron, tomorrow you want to go to church with me? I was like, hmm, you know, college is all about broadening your horizons and thinking about new things. And I said, sure, uh, what time is it? Because again, it was Saturday night and I couldn't quite imagine getting up early to go to church. Uh, And he said, oh, well, we could choose. We can go to 10, we can go to 11, we can go to 12, we can go to 1. I said, really? He said, sure. I said, how long is the service? He said, oh, it's about 45 minutes. 45 minutes, I thought. That's awesome. I'll be in, I'll be out, I'll experience something new. Now, the Jewish synagogue experience is never 45 minutes. Maybe when you go to Kabbalat Shabbat, you'll only be there for an hour, an hour and a half. But 45 minutes sounded awesome. Now, I was looking at the prayer book during, <clears throat> during the high holidays, as we all do, and I don't know, I, I can't be among the, 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 I'm not in the minority to say that I kind of was always looking, how many more pages do we have? How many more pages do we have? And uh, then I realized that the rabbi who I was learn, studying with, I was, I, was, I was praying with, was not skipping a single page. He was not skipping a reading, a reflection. He was going through it all. Now, everyone else at the service said, okay, I'll get up when I, I'll I'll arrive when I want to arrive, and I'll leave when I want to leave. But I, who's always been a traditionalist and show up pretty much on time and stay till the end, found it at some point unbearable. It was just too long. Now, I could just fetch about that, how long the services are. But it got me to thinking about what would it look like 
for that decision to be made. He did not make anyone feel guilty about the fact that people were leaving early, coming and going as they saw fit. But at the same time, he did not want to abbreviate his service at all. And if you started abbreviating your service, would that be a good thing? Well, maybe because then people would be there for the announcements at the end. And in fact, on Yom Kippur, he moved the announcements earlier because he knew that he was going to continue. And he wanted somebody to be in the room when the announcements were made. The thank yous for all the ushers, the thank yous for the Torah readers, the people who read the supplementary readings, gave small Devar Torahs, small pieces of Torah. And that was smart because then the appreciation got heard by others. But what would it look like if he had, as many other synagogues I've gone to have, they choose a little bit of Musaf, maybe not all of Musaf. And what would it feel like if you started to abbreviate? And then, if you really want to make it good for people, people who may not know the Hebrew, well, then you'll make it all English, and you'll make it shorter, and you'll make it English, and you'll you add stories, and you'll take it away from the liturgy that I find so powerful. So where is there a line that, okay, you should do as much as you can to keep it traditional, but don't do everything. Take out just a little bit. I don't know. If you start taking things out, do you have the potential of making it non-real? Do you have the potential of, 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 of removing the, 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 the core of it? Is there a line where you can take some? Or if you say, I want you to take some, is there no reason not to take out all? Look, I don't have an answer to this, which is why I'm not fetching and I'm not felling. I'm just contemplating. What do you think? I just want to contemplate.